Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You don't need to be perfect. And that's, like, I, I'm telling that to myself. But then I'm like, okay, I will draw it and tell to the other people too. Because sometimes you need to hear that, what somebody else is saying. And I'm, I'm happy that I'm doing it with a tool that I really love. I discovered my next guest, Sasa Brugman, through her popular illustrations on Instagram. Her digital art reaches to over 29,000 people across the world. In her digitally drawn illustrations, she incorporates words of empowerment such as don't give your power away to men who wish to shrink you, don't let your fears define your personality, and my personal favourite, thick does not mean obese. Within her work, she prioritises in showcasing women of all sizes and colours to show a more accurate representation of women across the world. Sasa spoke to me all the way from Tel Aviv in Israel, and we discussed her interest in hand-poked tattooing, her desire to make a difference through her illustrations, and the challenges and misconceptions of freelancing. This is Sasa Brugman. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Thank you so much for letting me interview you. Yeah, sure, no problem. So what I wanted to first ask you, take me back to your childhood, back when you were in Argentina. Where do you think yeah. your creative side first started to come out? Well, I had like a lot of um, incentive from my parents and my grandparents. They always like gave me tools to draw and... We were also acting a lot with my sister. Like, we tried all kind of different artistic activities uh, during my childhood. And basically about drawing and painting, um, I've been given like a lot of tools. Like I was saying, uh, let's say watercolors and pencils. And we were always experimenting. My sister is also an artist. And uh, we've been drawing since we are kids. We really enjoyed it. And it was kind of like a sister's activity, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what everything began. And I think it was when I was like five. And then during school, I was always the one that was drawing. Uh, so my teachers didn't really like me so much <laughs> because I was also like very good at paying attention when mm-hmm. I was drawing. If I'm not drawing, I'm not going to be paying attention only, you know, hearing, kind of like, take all the sense together. And then uh, I was the one that was making the drawings for the art uh, for school or for, you know, when you have like this college, uh, school arts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, yeah. What was the first things that you started to really just repeatedly draw all the time? In the beginning, when I was like five or six, I don't really remember. I used to make this Coca-Cola can in some kind of uh, mountains, like in a desert. I think it was advertising that really, like pop culture, mm-hmm. really affected me in a good way. Like I was getting very creative by watching that, um, like 
I don't know, all kind of like, you know, Cartoon Network and stuff like that. When I was 10, Cartoon Network came to my to my city and um, like I started drawing all these Hanna-Barbera characters like, you know, uh, Droopy D and um, the Flintstones and stuff like that. Yeah, that was in the beginning, basically. So it's very similar to today you do illustrations. Yes. Yes. Okay. So then what... Yeah, the tools that I had back then was like more um, um, markers. So, but mm. it's the same style, you know, stroke and feels like colors and pop colors. Basically, it's the same style. So, what made you decide to go from illustrating and drawing on paper to then digital art? Well, I, when I was in the university, I studied in industrial design in Cordoba, in Argentina. And uh, when I started, like when I started, the computer was not a tool that we were using so much because it was like uh, 2002 and it was like long time ago. Uh, in some point, all the teachers started asking us to start using the computer to make uh, presentations and I didn't even have like a normal computer back then. So I kind of like started with what I had. I had like some Corel Draw or something and then I was like, okay, I really need to get good on this because this is like the only way to do it, basically. So that's when I started working uh, with Illustrator because CorelDRAW was horrible. <laughs> and that's where I started kind of like exploring new tools and learning as much as I could. I went to a, like a class, but like an, like an in graphic design course that was not amazing, but at least it gave me like approximation to, to all the programs and then like I was drawing basically with the mouse and in some point a friend of mine gave me a Wacom as a present and I started using the Wacom, I bought another Wacom, uh, I love the style of my illustrations. I really really like uh, enjoy drawing with the iPad. So I saw recently at the beginning of the year, so you have an Instagram account which has over yes. 26,000 followers, 26,000 followers. Yes. What has that been like having such a wide audience from countries from across the world and be looking at your illustrations? What has that been like? It's been very nice. It's been like a kind of a very intense journey because when the account started growing, I, I started getting like all kind of comments, you know, and then in some point um, you need kind of like to gain the power back and know which accounts count and which not because sometimes a very negative content will comment will harm you more than 20 good comments you know yeah <laughs> but then I decided like okay let's focus on the positive I think it happens to everybody that when the accounts start growing you get all kind of people uh, looking but I'm so happy to have so many uh, good feedback and I think People are getting super inspired, and sometimes it's just you know I'm ge I'm giving a message to myself like uh, yesterday post you don't need to be perfect and that's like I I'm telling that to myself but then I'm like okay I will draw it and tell to the other people too because sometimes you need to hear that what somebody else is saying and I'm I'm happy that I'm like doing it with a tool that I really love um, that's illustration and. To reach so many people it's uh, amazing i'm mm. super happy yeah you definitely are inspiring people and what made you decide to change the 
I don't know if you like using this word or not, the aesthetic of your Instagram page, because early in the year you had your illustrations and then several months ago you changed it and had empowering quotes on all your illustrations. What made you decide to do that? So it was like I've been always wanting to give a message in my illustrations. Uh, there was there were messages before that. It's, it was always about love and, uh, you know, like cuteness and uh, nice uh, messages. But I think words add a lot. And sometimes without words, um, it's kind of hard, you know, to, to finish uh, the message. I don't know if it's clear, like it's much easier to give a message when it has word and illustration than to give a message when it has only illustration. <clears throat> and where do you get your inspiration from to create these quotes? And also, not only just the quotes, but you also use a diverse range of bodies and ethnicities and different types of women in these images. Where do you get all this inspiration from? So basically the message, like I told you, was sometimes it's a message that I want to give to myself. Sometimes it's a message that uh, I wake up in the middle of the night with the idea and I'm just like, okay, uh, this is the message that I need and I just write it in my iPhone next to my bed and like, you know, or, or I wake up and just write whatever I, I remember from the night. And about the, the body types and colors and everything, I don't know, it's just sometimes I see a picture and I'm like, oh yes, this is the good picture. Uh, this is a good picture for the message that I want to deliver today specifically, you know, and I, I'm very interested in fashion. I really like uh, clothing and I, I like to combine both of uh, both of the worlds, let's say, on the messages. Mm -hmm. Very great what you're doing. It's really inspiring. And it just and it just looks so nice on Instagram, just seeing beautiful images and also with just beautiful quotes on them as well. Definitely. Thank you. And so I also saw as well a other side gig of yours. Not only do you do this for freelancing, you also do hand-poke hand tattooing. What made you decide yes. to get into that? So I think it was like a year ago or even before that, I just decided that I wanted to tattoo because giving a message and also like, you know, putting it on someone's uh, skin, like making a drawing or whatever in somebody's skin, it makes that you have a kind of a connection and I really like the exchange, you know, um, mm -hmm. to collaborate with the person that I'm tattooing. The connection is so deep and I don't get that every day because when I'm drawing, I'm alone here in the studio. So um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I work by myself and I do everything by myself and I, I like it, that's the way I do it. But to collaborate, to be able to collaborate with someone and do some exchange, um, it's like an energetical exchange because it's like so permanent, you know, <laughs> somebody will carry that for all the life. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I decided to do that because it's just like something different, but in the same style. And I really like it. I enjoy it a lot. So as a freelancer, what is the, some of the biggest challenges as a freelancer? I don't know. I don't, I don't think there are a lot of challenges. I would say that I would, say that uh, you have a lot of daily situations and different things. I always try to pick my clients very wisely. I like to work with people that like to work with me and they, that they choose my style and that they choose me, not only the style of my illustration, but they choose to work with me because, uh, you, you know, they like my professional approach and 
my the, the way that I work, like all the steps on the way needs to be enjoyable. So I'm very picky with my clients. I, I don't work with everybody. I say no to almost 70% of the things that people, when people approach me, because sometimes they want something more corporate or something that won't resonate with the person that I want to be and mm -hmm. the person that I am, and it won't add to my portfolio. So, you know, I'm always thinking more about what will make me better professional, a better illustrator, and also a better um, professional person also to work with than the money or the more quantity of work. I like really focus on quality. And that's something that I learned with the time. In the beginning, I was not like that. I was saying yes to everything, and then I realized that it's uh, it's harder that way. So like, let's say if I would say something to somebody that is being a freelance, that it's very important to develop your own style and to know what are you going to do to deliver to the person that you're going to work with. And respect is very important. You're respecting the person, the person respecting you, and then there won't be challenges. You know, everything will be very smooth and easy and fun. And you've definitely have gotten a lot of questions by other artists and other illustrators from around the world I've seen on your Instagram that yeah. are just so <laughs> inspired by not only just your work, but also you as an artist as well. What's that like? I really like it. I, I enjoy a lot the exchange and uh, the communication with people that are doing uh, similar things or they are just starting. Uh, I give all my knowledge. You know, I think that we all we all need to share our knowledge with everybody and with each other. And um, like somebody else will do something even more amazing with that knowledge. And uh, I like to share my techniques. I like to share everything you know and uh, that's amazing I, I also get a lot of uh, good, good content from other people you know and a lot of inspiration uh, that makes all the, the illustration and artist community bigger and bigger and better and better definitely a great thing to live by well thank you so much Sasa for letting me you today I really really do appreciate it I've been following your Instagram for a while and just obsessing over your illustrations <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was like so much fun. I really liked the interview. Ah, thank you so much. Thank you. That was artist Sasa Brugman from Tel Aviv, Israel. Make sure to check out her digital illustrations at Sasa underscore Alipa. That is S-A-S-A underscore E-L-E-B-E-A on Instagram. Or head to her website at www.alibia.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Nasty Woman Club. If you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe or follow wherever you listen to the Nasty Woman Club podcast.